1: <laughs> what is up, Carrie Diaries fans? We are bringing you another after show for The Carrie Diaries. This is Season 2, Episode 4, Borderline. I'm your host, Danica Kennedy, and joining me as usual... Hi, I'm Anita four, And Anika could not join us tonight, but we're going to hold down the four. I think us blondes we can will. handle it here in the studio we tonight. We <laughs> Oh, and in honor of The Carrie Diaries, I made sure to wear my Carrie tutu. Hey! I actually just went to New York City, and I wanted to live... A little Carrie Bradshaw Sex in the City moment, so I impulsively bought this you and wore told it me around. you were going to wear a tutu tonight. I would have bought one. You know what? There's plenty more episodes for us to dress up <laughs> in tutus for. I am down to wear these all the time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, this episode, I feel like it was probably the best birth control for both of us. Yes. There was quite an asshole problem child in the yes. episode
2: what was that that uh, was just that was not even that was it's like what's going on it
1: was traumatizing yeah. me i was like i can't have kids after watching this episode
2: yeah and the worst part is that oh is it we're going into that first i think go we through? should okay. We gotta get it off our chest
1: <laughs> <laughs> the venting So Tom and Deb have been dating for a while, Carrie's dad. You know, it took him a while to get out into the dating game. And I think that they're adorable together. Yes. But this was the big let's have our families meet Meet. kind of thing going on. And, man, that kid was just horrible. I know.
2: And the worst part is that he's kind of, like, playing out so, like, that Deb, his mother, doesn't, like, you know, like, notice that he's, like. Kind of like the spawn of Satan. Oh, exactly. And she was even kind of joking in the beginning, like, oh, I felt like our
1: family's meeting would be more godfather-like, but hopefully there's no horse in anyone's bed. And, man, that kid, though, just had his mom wrapped around his finger. He was so demanding, demanding tater tots. Because he didn't want to eat pizza.
2: He's like, tater tots, tater tots.
1: What kid doesn't like pizza, first of all? Obviously he doesn't. I mean, I love (laughs) tater tots, but (laughs) calm down. And Carrie, I felt like, was being almost like a more rational parent. Like, hey, we don't have tater tots here, but my dad's making a salad and we have pizza, so kind of deal with it how most parents would. Right. And... Deb just whips out a thing of tater tots, like, oh, I'm always prepared. And he's like, catch up! And she whips that out, too. No, please. No, thank you. It's just bad parenting, kind of. She had the tater tots, though, did she? Yeah, she had both. Like,
2: does she, like, walk around with tater tots in her purse, or...? I feel like
1: she just spoils the crap out of her kid, and that's why he's such a little asshole.
2: (laughs) Well, because at first... Well, we didn't find out. He seemed somewhat... Okay until he went upstairs. Oh, and then
1: he was just going through Carrie's underwear drawer and they found the rubber. Well, let's back up for a second. (laughs) So Dorit's been having sex with her new man, but he wasn't a fan of how small Dorit's bed was, so they had sex on Carrie's bed. Right. Put down a towel, they say. Right. But uh Carrie found the wrapper, the evidence, in her room and was not very pleased, pretty grossed out by the fact. And then, of course, little demon child, what's his name, Dylan, he comes in, rubber, 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 and wants to tell on uh, the girls, tell the parents. And so they threaten him with the worst wedgie of his life, right? ball-popping wedgie,
2: (laughs) because that's – there's – such a thing as ball-popping wedgies.
1: According to Dorit yeah. she's heard that if you just pull it, oh, so hard, they'll <laughs> burst. <laughs> and so he kind of ran crying to his mommy and made them look bad. Right. I feel like that mom, though, would have decided with her kid no matter what because she was like, oh, my son never lies. Like, Your daughters yeah. were the ones being mean to my son.
2: Yeah, well, because they kind of they because when they threatened him, I would have. I mean, I wouldn't even have threatened him. That kid would have gone fla- flown across the room. Okay, <laughs> bam. <laughs> exactly, he would have gone. <laughs> but they had threatened him because she's like, well, he's like, oh, I'm going to tell you, you know, about like the rubber and stuff like that. And then he wanted to see boobies. Jugs. Jugs. Yeah. <laughs> Two Gs. Yeah. And they're like, no. And, and then, then Dorit then...
1: starts unbuttoning just a little bit. was yeah. like, what are you doing, Dorit? You're not going to show this little pervert kid your boobs? Yeah. But It's
2: just, it's not. Yeah, that poor kid.
1: The wedgie threat worked a little <laughs> bit better.
2: And then they go back downstairs. And that's when they kind of like figured out, like Tom and Deb kind of figured out that, you know, something was going on with them.
1: Their talk was interesting because at first when Tom brought it up, Deb was like, oh, thank God you're bringing this up. I need to get this off my chest. Like, I didn't know how to approach you about this. And she was talking about how his kids were being a problem. And he wanted to address her about how horrible her kid was. But she was like, look, your daughters are so mean to my kid. You know, we need to take care of that and make sure that never happens again. My kid never lies. And it ends up breaking them up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they're going to get back together? I don't think so. Well, <laughs> to push it even further, this horrible little kid interrupts a very important business call that Tom had. Tom right. got this new job at a company where he gave this other company his home phone number so they could reach him anytime. Right.
2: Well, he went back to his original company. Oh, the original one. With Harlan, right.
1: But he's like a main guy there now, right? Yeah. And he like...
2: And then he went in, ahead and give – well, I don't think he's really interested. I think he's kind of like – he's getting more money and he's getting more perks and stuff like that. Okay. But then he got this account that Harlan kept on, like, not getting because, you know, he's not at their beck and call. And all of a sudden now Tom's, like, at their beck and call. He
1: sold his soul to the company. Right.
2: So now, like, the company's calling him at home because he's like, oh, i give you my home number, my cell phone. Reach me anytime. Like right. And then Dylan gets on the phone and then rubber 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 jugs farts yeah all that. and then tom's like what's going on <laughs> and Interrupts then i think that's it. when he realized that you know the little kid is like too much that's not even that's not kosher
1: <laughs> not kosher
2: <laughs> but
1: deb didn't even feel bad that her son did that she was like he's 11 he doesn't know better and i was like that's a really important call But then his boss calls him the next day or a few days later, and Tom's like, oh, I've been trying to reach you guys back. I thought maybe you didn't want to work with me. And his boss was like, or his coworker, whoever he was talking to, was like, oh, no worries. My kid's horrible, too. He threw a firecracker at my boss last year. We should get our horrible sons together and take them to a game or join them together and we'll bond. And so Tom's like, yeah, let's do it. But now he doesn't have... A son, and he's not dating Deb. So I'm like, hmm, is he gonna try to rekindle it to borrow him or try to right. rent a son somewhere? <laughs> I wonder how that's gonna work out. Cause then he's
2: out. like, where do I get a son? <laughs> caught in
1: his lie. That will be interesting to see how he whittles his way out of that situation.
2: I kind of feel bad for Tom though, because I mean, he's finally gotten back out after his wife died. And then, like, all of a sudden, this happens and she's got like the problem child the child from hell that it's like, he's trying to like, you know, he likes her, but at the same time, it's like, you can only go so far when there's a kid like that.
1: Also, it's not like she just, to me, I feel like it's not just that she has the problem child, but she almost enables it. Like she doesn't, put a stop to it or discipline him in any way, it seems like. So that just shows how she handles relationships and family in general, right. which is kind of a red flag if they're dating and they have kids.
2: Yeah, but it's you see it. It's like he's D- – Dylan's kind of acting like he's, like, the perfect little angel to her. And it's like she doesn't, like, realize it.
1: She's not realizing it. Yeah. I like how Tom tells Carrie and Dora that – they were right to give him a wedgie or threaten yeah, him with it. They were like, that seems like an accurate punishment for such rude behavior. I know. <laughs> Which That's I so agree. Funny. little bullying would do him well. That's so funny. Well, we should also talk about what else is happening in the suburbs while we're talking about the at-home life. Let's talk about Sebastian. Yes. He's kind of in a low point in his life. He seems kind of depressed, and he's not, you know... Carrie was the one that got away. He's still in love with her, even though he's not really chasing after her in any way. He's just kind of giving her space and right. being sad and depressing in Connecticut. But this hot cougar mom gives him her number, and he's at home, you know, sad and playing video games when he's supposed to be at school and decides to give her a call. And then he has a little milf fling. A I second you one. Could call it. Also... Her name is Mrs. Robinson. No, it's actually right? Vicky. Vicky. Vicky something. Vicky her name's Robinson. Not Mrs. Robinson. I know it's Robinson, was the last name because I was like, oh, she is a Mrs. Robinson. Is it really? Yeah, because I remember when uh, he opened up the paper it said Vicky and when right. they met, but then when he calls her up, he's like, Hello, Mrs. Robinson. I know, but do you think
2: he was saying that because of like
1: the graduate? Oh, I thought it was because it was actually her name.
2: Either way, I liked the reference though. <laughs> <laughs> Because in the graduate, in the graduate, it's Mrs. Robinson, and that's what I thought they were like. Dennis Hoffman is the one who's like the younger guy, and he's like, "Oh, Mrs. Robinson." Great movie, (laughs) by the way. I love that movie.
1: (laughs) I kind of felt bad though for Sebastian. I felt like he was just, you know, so sad, and he didn't know what to do with himself. So he was just like, "I'm gonna sleep with whoever," just because he's hurt, you know, trying to rebound. Right, but he could with someone his own age if he wanted to. And Maggie obviously has some feelings. She's pretty lonely and lost too at the moment, and she comes over to check on him because he's been missing from school for weeks or days, however long. And when she comes over, the MILF is there coming downstairs in his
2: shirt. I know, and I think it's it's cute. It's funny what because it's played by Vicky's played by Molly Sims. And she comes down. And she's kind of like looking like that girl's in love with you, and then you kind of get to see like Maggie's face and stuff like that when she leaves. Like you know, that's not the I don't longing stares and yeah. quickly bolted out the door. Yeah, <laughs> I actually kind of like that
1: scene. Me too. Because then can't... I'm
2: thinking like, what is Sebastian thinking? Like, does he have feelings for Maggie too?
1: I don't think that he does because he. I feel like he thinks the reason his relationship ended was because of her and he right. still likes Carrie, but I could see him getting upset or drunk and hooking up with her again. Yeah. Could you? Yeah. Do you think that would happen?
2: I don't know. Ugh. That would be, that would be, and then Carrie catching them again. <laughs> that would we just should write, be terrible. We should write for the show. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need writers.
1: We're right here <laughs> waiting for some work. <laughs> Love it. What else was happening there? That was pretty much it going on in that area. For the
2: Sebastian and For Sebastian, for the
1: at-home stuff for the most part. Before we jump into all the city high drama action stuff, you should definitely check us out on iTunes. All you have to do is go on iTunes, type in AfterBuzz TV, check out the Carrie Diaries, be sure to comment, rate, and post. And uh, we read all the comments, so... Please join the conversation. Let us know what you think of the show, good or bad, any critiques, whether you're a fan, all that good stuff. Also, we have tons of other TV shows that we cover here at AfterBuzz TV. So no matter what you're a fan of, I'm sure we have a show that you would love to hear a wrap-up show about. Yes. So check it out. You host some other shows too. What do you host? Right now, Carrie Diaries. <laughs> Carrie Diaries? Yeah, it's <laughs> right <Sorry>, now. <laughs> the seasons have been changing. I just ended my Kardashian one and Parenthood's going on too. But be sure to check it out on iTunes. We have tons yes. of shows. Well, let's jump in to all the city stuff before we get into the whole Carrie love stuff, which I'm really excited to talk yes. about because I feel like this was the most like Sex in the City ish episode yet. Yes. But I want to talk about Bennett and Walt.
2: I know. They're so cute. They're so cute.
1: Well, Bennett or Walt gets asked out by this guy. What's his name?
2: I can't remember his I'm name. I'm totally blanking but on it. But he's really Blake. cute. Blake. <laughs> Blake.
1: I'm blanking on Blake. But uh, this cute guy that works in advertising yes. at Interview Magazine comes up and starts talking to him and asks him on a date. And Bennett's just standing right there. So that's kind of an right. awkward moment. Right. And he gives him but- permission though. Yeah, and he should have, because he's been the one that the whole time he's been like, I don't want to be exclusive. I want to be, you know, no strings attached. So he gives him full permission, and you can tell that Walt doesn't really want to go on the date because he has such strong feelings for Bennett, but he talks to Carrie about it and kind of gets advice from friends, or Mouse, and... um, He talks to Mouse. Mouse is who he talks to, and... uh, She was just like, go for it. Go on the date anyways kind of thing, right? Yeah,
2: because, I mean, him and Bennett are not – they're not, like, they're not exclusive type of thing. So it's like, why not go for it? The guy's cute. He wants to take you to a really, like, nice restaurant. You know, you never know. Go for it. Free dinner. So he decides (laughs) to go
1: and – I kind of was rooting for them a little bit. I was like, this guy's really nice. He's taking them to this nice part of town. And Walt tells Bennett where they're going. And he's like, oh, that's a five-star restaurant. Or that's that place in Soho? Ooh, that's really nice. And so Bennett shows up at their date. And what does he say? He says like, oh, you guys are late? Or are we meeting here? Or he comes up and says something like he yeah, was supposed he's to like, be there.
2: What are you doing here? Type of thing.
1: And then he was just like, well, I'm here to break up the date because I don't want Him to go on a date with you because I like him. And then he asks to be official. I know. And then it's like a finally, yeah, finally out of the closet in the city together to have some fun. Right. It's about time. But Carrie's love life takes a little turn in this episode, which I'm loving, by the way. So Carrie's trying to transition from being an intern to being a serious writer. At Interview Magazine. Right. So Larissa says, okay, you go after this story. You make the juiciest, hottest, steamiest article you can make so steamy that I'm going to have to take a hot shower afterwards to cleanse myself. Right. But uh, do what you need to do and I'll publish it. And so Carrie's like, yes, this is my big job. And she's trying to get an interview with Adam Weaver, who is this playwright who... Wrote a play about his brother's death, kind of morbid, but uh, he is going to basically win a Tony. He's just all this talent, but he never does interviews. Right. So she has to figure out a way to get one. I was kind of confused about the whole funeral scene. Was that an actual funeral or part of the play? I was really confused with that whole scene. That
2: was part of the play. That's what I thought, too. Why was everyone so mad that she started laughing then? Because it wasn't supposed to be... The way that everybody sees it was like it wasn't supposed to be funny because it's it's supposed to be sad. But
1: I mean, you watched the scene. If you were there, would you have started laughing? Probably. Because she's dumping the ashes out, not gracefully at all. She's just dumping them out in piles and then throwing a cheeseburger and Farrah Fawcett posters on top of the ashes because it's But weren't they they supposed
2: to be like on a boat or something?
1: Yeah, they're supposed to be yeah, out the water. Yeah, and then
2: here comes, like, the box that she had the ashes in goes flying down, and then she, like, picks it up. <laughs> and then it's funny. I would have
1: laughed so yeah, hard if that Yeah, because it's, happened. like, that's
2: something that, like, would not happen. And then he we come to find out that it's supposed to be funny.
1: Later on. Right. <laughs> which is good. But everyone was so offended when she started laughing, and during that scene, I was thinking that would be me. Yeah. The one laughing inappropriately. But... He's totally checking her out after the play. He's just staring at her on the sidewalk. And Bennett is standing next to Harry. And they're talking about, you know, strategies to being a good writer. Right. And Bennett says, oh, I'll do anything to get a good story. Anything except sleep with someone. Right. And Harry's like, really? Why wouldn't – like, you know, she didn't right. really get it. But he was checking her out. So he came over.
2: Well, because at and... first, Bennett – I'm sorry. Yeah. No, go uh, because for because Bennett – um. Thought that he might have been (laughs) gay. So he's like, oh, well, I'll get the story, you know, first and stuff. And Carrie's like, why would you? Because he's like, he's a playwright. He's, you know, does that. He's most likely gay. May the best writer
1: win is what they say.
2: Right. And so here comes uh, Weaver looking at Carrie. And then he comes over and starts talking to Carrie. So obviously she's the one that's winning immediately.
1: (laughs) And you can see Bennett just standing there kind of listening and – she's kind of embarrassing at first when she's talking about how she started laughing and Ben's like, oh, my gosh, I can't be a part of this. But then she explains about how she started cracking up at her mom's funeral because the coffin wouldn't fit into the hole that they dug. And she started inappropriately laughing at them trying to jam it in the hole. And uh, that sounded extremely dirty. I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) But (laughs) now I didn't I was confused at that. Was she making that all up? I thought it or was, was authentic. It true. I believed it. Okay. I thought <laughs> I she was just it. <laughs> trying to get
1: personal. I didn't think she was joking. I thought she was telling the truth, but now that you say that, I mean, she could have just been trying to cover her ass. Right. For and then Ben is like, I can't watch this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's what made me think well, maybe she's making it up.
1: I thought he was just saying that, like, oh, here goes my embarrassing friend blabbing on again about something ridiculous.
2: I mean, you could be totally right, and I can be totally wrong because it happens all the time. What do you guys think (laughs) on
1: Twitter? Let us know. (laughs) That is so funny. Um, Man, I really like this guy, though, for her so far, but they actually go out for drinks, and Carrie's trying to interview him, and he still won't spill anything, so he makes up this game that if Carrie says something personal personal about herself, that he might think about telling her something personal about himself, which isn't fair, but whatever, and it doesn't cut into what she starts talking about first, but I was really curious what she started telling him.
2: Yeah, I don't... They just kind of
1: cut from there into the yeah. next scene. But uh what I did want to know a
2: juicy kiss. They did. And she tried to get stuff off, like, out of him and things, but it was, like, off the record type of thing. She's like, oh, I won't say anything. But what I don't get is that Carrie's supposed to be 18, right? Yeah. And He's isn't... He's supposed to be way older. The drinking age 21. But... Wait, what... 1984. ah. I looked it up because it was bothering me. Yes, I I know. Don't judge.
1: I was thinking that too, (laughs) actually, because when did it it change from 18 to 21? It was in 84. Okay. Do you think she has a fake? (laughs) Possibly. I mean, she is pretty well connected. Right. I mean, it could possibly be.
2: But I don't know. It was bothering me, so I looked it up.
1: There's certain <laughs> continuity things like that with the show yeah. that bug me sometimes, and I'll be like, wait, they wouldn't have had that kind of cell phone in that time period, you know, right. just certain right. little things here and there, but that's interesting. I guess they got some explaining to do.
2: Uh, it's a show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, right? <laughs> it happens, but um, they have a juicy kiss, of yes. course, and then... Larissa wants an update on the story. Right. So Carrie, you know, tells Larissa, hey, I've decided not to do the story. And Larissa's like, oh, you couldn't get enough juice out of him, no big deal. Just keep trying. And she's right. like, no, actually, I have feelings for this guy. Right. And I kind of see a future. And Larissa is not pleased by that at all. She's like, this, you know, you're throwing your writing career away right. and you're choosing a guy. Before your career, you can go back to making me a cappuccino right. and has her go do that. But I love that because we know later on that she becomes famous for becoming a sex columnist. Right. So we know that she's going to get paid for her sex life right. in a little bit. That's the one thing about this show. We already know what's going to happen with everything later right. on. It's just right. like the puzzle pieces of like how everyone met and the paths to And get like there. what
2: happened to them? Like so what crazy. happened to Maggie? And Mouse and Sebastian and like the care and let and Sex and the City. And how does Samantha go from being
1: this sketchy, crazy girl to, to the PR, big PR yeah. woman she's gonna
2: become? I'm hoping we'll get to find that out.
1: I hope so too, and I hope that Larissa is kind of like chill with this whole thing because I know that she's annoyed with it now because of. How she's handling her job and right. letting her emotions take the best of her. But I just love Larissa and Carrie so much. I'm just a big Larissa fan, so I'm like, oh, I want her to be okay with this guy and hope that they meet. Right. All right. Should we jump into some news and gossip? Should we have after
0: Buzz this?
1: TV news. I do not have very much news <laughs> and gossip. Uh, when I was in New York, I saw some active filming, and I kept like creeping around, like, oh my gosh, the Carrie Diaries. Every time I was there. Um, they've been posting a lot of pictures and little previews on the Carrie Diaries Instagram, which I follow. Okay. And uh, this isn't really news and gossipy, but I just wanted to talk about how I really like the fashion this season, even though it's not quite as like super 80s as I want it to be.
2: That's so funny because you, you weren't here about? last week. Oh, yeah. And Annika and I talked about it and the fact that it drives me insane. How it's not very 80s. How it's not 80s. It's like H and M, Forever Twenty One, right?
1: Eighties, the first
2: eighties, like the first H&M season, right. 80s, the of. first eighties. Like the, the, the first season was like neon's and big, you know, stuff like that. The side ponytail, right? Now it's not, it's not as much, and it's driving me crazy.
1: Do you think it's because they're trying to aim towards younger audiences?
2: I think maybe they are, but at the same time, they still need to keep it somewhat authentic. I mean, look at like when they did that seventy show. Every single season was like, you know, 70s, continuity, 70s, you continuity with, you know, bell bottoms and big hair and stuff like that, but it's like, here, it's like, I get what they're trying to do, but at the same time, it, for the older, <laughs> older <laughs> um, viewers, it just, it's not working for me.
1: I kind of agree. There's certain things that bug me about it, like... I really liked the 80s influence with the first season, and I wish they kept that with the second season. But I do like how they've changed Carrie to be more glamorous and glitzy. Like, she wears the big, like, diamond necklace. Like, right. in this one, she had, like, a neon kind of diamondy accent necklace that I really liked. And we just know that she's going to be fabulous with all her shoes later. So, right. I like that they're putting that in there but i don't like how modern it looks it looks like they went shopping at forever 21 kind of
2: yeah that's yeah a little bit
1: yeah. well maybe next week we'll have some more juicy news and gossip for you guys but let's go into some predictions yeah.
0: and now your after buzz tv predictions
1: I think that Tom's gonna get caught in his lie about not having a son very quickly, <laughs> and it's gonna be funny.
2: <laughs> I think so too. I think that uh, Sub- I don't know. Like, I think that Sebastian's gonna find out about Carrie and Weaver because I can't remember his first name. And rebound with Maggie. Yes, exactly, uh, exactly.
1: Is it bad that I hope that happens? Exactly. I no, actually it's not bad. Think but that Sebastian and Maggie would be good together. Yeah, they're a lot alike.
2: Yeah, they are. Maggie's just
1: like the poor version of Sebastian. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> poor Maggie. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like, I really want to see. I like the whole like Bennett like thing. I think that's going to go on for a while. But I kind of want to see like Sebastian find out about Harry, get drunk, and go after Maggie again. And I think not positive. Pretty sure, though, that Carrie's going to lose her V-card soon. Yes, and we're on on Sunday.
1: Yes, Sunday Sunday. at 7. Changing times for Thanksgiving next week, so be sure to tune in
2: Sunday at 7. We will be here. Where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Anique Dufour. I forgot my name for a minute. And my website, AniqueDufour.com.
1: And you can (laughs) find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Danica Kennedy. Thanks for watching.